Hello and welcome to the Punk Goes Pod podcast. The first, the inaugural, the maiden episode of the Punk Goes Pod podcast. It might be hard to believe, but there are two of us presenting on this. Sometimes I get a little bit excited and talk a lot. This is good though, because you can carry the load when I'm struggling. You do the research. Yes. I'm the brains. And I do the voice. Yes. Anyway, my name is Sam. And my name is Emma. And you have heard correctly, this is Punk Goes Pod, the podcast where we chronicle the history and the entire entire breadth of the Punk Goes series. So to give you a bit more detail, I'm sure a lot of people our age, so late 20s, very early 30s. Very, very, very early 30s. Very early 30s. A lot, we would be familiar with it. So the Punk Goes series was or is a series by the record label Fearless Records. Uh, it's a series of compilation albums where punk and the air quotes can be as big or small as you want them to be there, where punk bands... Hardcore bands, metalcore bands, I think. Emo, screamo, all the types of... Vimo, Venmo. Yes. Vimo. Yes. From Adventure Time. Yes. He's got a song as well. He does. It's great. But they cover a range of songs that fall into various categories. So there's Punk Goes Pop, there's Punk Goes Crunk, there's Punk Goes Classic Rock, there's Punk Goes 80s and 90s, and there's a lot. At the moment, as of 2017, there's 18 compilation albums. So we have decided that we obviously have too much spare time on our hands and we are going to go through song by song, cover by cover, and compare the Punk Goes versions with their originals. So you're here on this maiden voyage with us and we'll see you at the end of this in about three to four years. Yeah. So, to all of our friends and family, we're very sorry. (laughs) Yes, we are putting all of our focus on this. We are planning a wedding at the same time, and this might take the, you know, the focus of that. We also are parents. We have a two-year-old son who is also a cat. So, our spare time is very consumed already with... Don't try and tell us we're not valid parents just because you have an actual kid. Exactly. If you have any issues, you can at us on Twitter, even though we don't have a Twitter account set up yet. You'll find your ways. But anyway. But we will address the 800-pound gorilla in the room, to quote Michael Scott. Yes, we are aware that there is another podcast called Pod Goes Punk, and there is another podcast called Reminiscence, and they had an episode called Punk Goes Pod. But we believe that we're all doing different enough things that we can all coexist and live happily together. Go and listen to those other things, but go and listen to those other things before, after you listen to us first. Listen yes. to us first, even though we're just beginning and we're kind of... Well, I know I'm, I'm a nobody. You're somebody, but I'm a nobody. I'm, I'm a nobody as well. I've written, co-written one article for Red Bull Music, but aside from that, that's the extent of it. I have written... I have written... Some songs on guitar that I played with my punk band in high school. My high school punk band. And that's my segue into introducing who I am, Sam. A person who grew up listening... Who grew up, no, more idolising his brother, 
his bigger brother, wanting to be his bigger brother, and in turn listening to the music that his bigger brother listened to. And that was bands like Blink-182, Pennywise, Pantera, Metallica. And then as a teenager, developing the interest in this kind of music, the pop punk. Like, I don't I don't want to listen to original punk. I want to listen to screamy, whiny, palm muted power chords. That's what I want to listen to. Yeah. Screw your original punk. I, I don't mean that. Don't don't at me, even though you can't at me because I don't have Twitter. And that's that's where it developed. It was high school, and I think that that's probably uh, I imagine that's where it developed for you as well. It was high school. You as in me. You as in you. But I'm me. I am me. <laughs> but it was and you it was, also the listener. But we were also we came from the time where this was this was at its peak. We we oh, God, yeah. we were in there. We were in the the scrum. We, you know, and it was playing in movies like the American Pie movies and you were hearing, you know, bands like New Found Glory p- playing on these, these movies. Blink-182 was actually in American Pie, Van Wilder. I'm blanking on other movies right now. The teen genre. Yeah. The teen high school college genre. That is super probo these days. Yeah. Which we could, we could go into that, but there's already a lot of... We know. Excellent literature and podcasts and God knows what about how terrible teenage movie politics is and was. Mm. But anyway. But anyway. And, but then growing up, I developed a more harder, I was always chasing that heavier sound. So that's where I end up now listening to death metal and black metal and doom metal. But I'm actually a happy guy. I don't hate my life. (laughs) Unlike a lot of people that listen to this genre of music. I don't have any friends that listen to it. So that's fine. For a second then I thought you were just going to say I don't have any friends. And I was going to be very upset. And I was going to spend the next half hour consoling you. I've got you and the cat. Yeah, that's what the podcast is. I get depressed and you make me happy again. (laughs) This is how you make your friends. Is that you force people to listen to your voice in headphones. for. 45 minutes to an hour. I have friends, but I don't know their names. This is sort of like that feeling you get when you listen to other podcasts, which I am am terrible at, but you listen to them so much that you get weirdly involved in who they are as people. So this is our way of sort of trying to flip the script and... Hey, you're part of the podcast too, guys. Yeah, we, we love you. Keep listening. Welcome. Join us in this big embrace. What's our podcast called again? It is called Punk Goes Pod. Ah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you, by the way? Yeah. That... I talked about me a lot. <laughs> uh, I am Emma. I am me. I am self-actualized as a person. You're, you're a professional? I am. I am a professional, yes. Uh, for me, punk and pop punk in particular, well, punk, yeah, I'm sure there'd be someone out there who'd be like, well, actually. So, for me, pop punk is huge. I, when I was a kid, I was very much just into Top 40, whatever was on the radio. I think the first, well, the first record my sister and I ever bought when we were kids, which was on a cassette tape, was No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom. So, I'm very pleased with that choice. Can I interject? Yeah, yeah. So... Is that so? That first album yeah. that you owned was that kind of still when they were in their scar phase? Oh hell yeah! So your your first album was a scar album essentially. My yeah. first album was a punk album because my first album was Americana by The Offspring. Oh sick! First album that I ever owned. Yeah. And then I had Aqua on cassette. 
That's amazing. I, our follow-up one was Spice by Spice Girls. <laughs> so, it, and it was a toss-up between those two. Mum said, you can have one of them now. And so we made the right decision, but then we also made the right decision again when we got Spice. See, I find that funny because you and your sister lived in separate rooms on the other end of the house. So I don't know how you were sharing that CD together. I think we just share. listened in the living room, just communal... Oh. Wholesome family experience. I like the idea that you had it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, <laughs> and Kate had it Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah, we just had a rotating roster. Then mum and dad got to have it on Sunday. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, and I was the first one in my family to have an actual CD player, so that was very interesting and good. Probably a point of contention, so sorry, Kate. Um, and my first CD was... Shania Twain's That Don't Impress Me Much on single. Uh, the wow. first The first album, even better, was Wide Open Spaces by the Dixie Chicks, which wow. is still a banger of an album. A banger. I, I listened to it the other day. But anyway, so, yeah. Long story short, as a kid, didn't really have any particular taste for any particular genre, as you can tell. And then... God, 2000 and... Oh, this is embarrassing. I should know this. 2004, 2005, and Green Day's American Idiot came into my life. That was my first concert that I went to when I was, God, 14, I think. Um, And that just changed everything. So for me, in high school, I was your classic emo. I had the straightened hair even though my hair is naturally curly i had the davy havoc-esque fringe that meant i couldn't see when i was crossing the street i had the banana streak in my hair i had the pete wentz-esque red streaks in my hair i had pink eyeliner that made me look like i had something wrong with my eyes um it was it was a lifestyle it was a choice especially in country victoria australia where I was one of maybe three emos. It was a time. I will say, yes, you are hearing correctly. We are Australians. We, I'm Australian and you're Kiwi. I, I know that our um, accents are very multinational, very sort of... What's the, they're sort of like the accent equivalent of that language that people... Esperanto, that language that was built so that people across the world could oh, talk the to universal each other. Language, yeah. yeah. So, yes, I know you really can't tell, but we're just that cultured so yeah it might shock you to know that we're aussie even though i'm from new zealand but that's somehow we managed to find each other we even did. though our countries have warred for centuries they have yeah they have secret secret wars that lasted all of an afternoon i'm actually part of like a sleeper cell mission where i sh- i've come to like you quite a lot so i should probably tell you that oh okay so well, we'll, know, be, we'll thanks, be hearing thanks, from the Department of Immigration Just very soon. will be on you pretty soon. Yeah, Soz. Sorry, right. can I get can I can I get to meet her? I assume all of you know your. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, We're all, all you... on first name terms yeah, with everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. family formula, you know. It's not like yeah, nah. that much. We all know each other. It's great. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, my favorite bands in high school. I basically, I was such a jerk like such an elitist when it came to my music that I organized into like holy trinities but times two so like in terms of emo slash pop punk it was Green Day, Fall Out Boy, My Chemical Romance, 
in terms of less emo stuff, it was Elliot Smith, Bright Eyes, Death Cab for Cutie. Like, it was just full emo. Can, can I ask you? And, yeah. And you can lie if you want to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'll be honest. Did you gatekeep this music? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. when um the Black Parade came out, specifically, Blair, specifically Welcome to the Black Parade. I was pissed. I was pissed that people knew that G note as immediately as I did, and they... Yeah. No, yeah. I very much gave Yeah, I was, that, I was that shitty teenager. And then when I started to, when I was like 15, and I got heavily into Slipknot, heavily into Slipknot, and then it was finding heavier music, and it was like, whenever someone else would come along and be into the same music... I wouldn't be friends with them. I wouldn't I wouldn't cling on to that person and go, we like the same thing, let's be friends. It was, fuck you, how dare you, you're not a real fan. I didn't know them, I didn't know that person. <laughs> so needless to say, you don't have any friends Needless now. <laughs> to say, I have no friends now. I, at least I understand why. I still maintain that I introduced my sister to Death Cab for Cutie and not the other way around. If not, just her discovering them organically. She, uh, I think Zoe Deschanel introduced your sister to Desh, Death Cab for Cutie. Deschanel Cab for Cutie. Deschanel Cab for Cutie. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's still a bone of contention between me and my sister. Anyway, I feel as though we should... We're not going to talk this much about ourselves. This is actually episode. just a podcast about us as a couple. Oh. Yeah. So um, it's, it's actually leading up to our wedding, which is in over a year's time. So you're all invited. That's going to be the final episode. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> You'll just have to pay for a place. Presents. Bring presents. Bring money. Bring money. Yeah. We've got every... Money's a present. That classic... Your presents will be our presents, but also some money. Please. Your present is our present. Yes. Yes. That present being money. Anyway. We want money. Okay. So this is actually a podcast about the Punk Goes series, Punk Goes Pod, in case you missed it the first two to three times. So let's actually get going. I guess, first of all, we should say that we aren't going in like a logical order, if that makes sense. We figured if we went from the, the start, Punk Goes Metal, and then did like... And then went through that, and then Punk Goes Pop. I was going to say Punk Goes Pod. <laughs> if we did Punk Goes Pop, we'd have the people that listen to it at the same time as us, but the minute that we start to get into, like, Punk Goes Pop 4, we're mm. going to lose a lot of people. Yeah. We talked about doing it from the first song from Punk Goes Metal to the last song on, like, Punk Goes Pop 28, and eventually merging them together. But then again, it's the same thing, like, well that's kind of going to be annoying. And so we just said, to hell with it, we'll throw it all in an Excel document, throw in a random item, a random itemizer. Yeah. Random random number generator, RNG. We randomized the list we, is what we're we trying to say. We randomized the list, and that's how we came up with our first song, episode one, Belinda Carlisle's Heaven on Earth. Heaven is a place on Earth. Heaven is a place on Earth. I've got Slice of Heaven stuck in stuck in my head now which is also truly a bob of a song i was also mentioning before that there is a kiwi wrestler called travis banks and his finishing move is called slice of heaven and he's it in, in it <laughs> the movie is called slice of heaven and it all it, the movie is called slice of heaven and it simply is he kicks the person in the head 
It's great. <laughs> it's great. So we're going to use this opportunity now to play a quick clip of the song for your reference. No, hang on. What? We didn't say who's covering the song. But do we... I guess this is... Yeah, this is something we probably should have figured out before we started. Should we talk about the original? We could, we could delete this later. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. Fuck right, it. We're right. going live. We'll yeah. do it live. <laughs> um, the deep Bill O'Reilly kind. So that leads us into Belinda Carlisle's Heaven is a Place on Earth. I say it like that because I screwed up the first take. Heaven is a Place on Earth by Belinda Carlisle. Just giving you a peek behind the curtain there. Just a little bit of a slice of life moment of Sam. A slice of heaven. (laughs) (laughs) So, Heaven is a Place on Earth by Belinda Carlisle as covered by the band Student Rick. But let's talk about Belinda for a second. Or for a few seconds. Yeah. She needs more than a few seconds. We need to pad this out to maybe an hour. Yeah. I didn't realise until we just did a bit of research that Belinda Carlisle's a bit of a badass. Yeah. So, Belinda Jo Carlisle, born August 17, 1958, for those of you playing at home. So, turns out she started her music career as the lead singer of the Go-Go's in the 80s. Now tell me, what did the Go-Go's sing? Uh, so, very natural. So, tell me. <laughs> tell me, Sam. So, the Go-Go's were an American new wave band formed in Los Angeles, California in 1978. And according to Wikipedia, which is the reputable source of all reputable information on the web, they were the first and to date only all-female band to top the Billboard album charts that both wrote their own songs and played their own instruments. Oh, wow. That's a bitch of a sentence to get out, but you know what I'm saying, yeah? Yeah, they were the first band yes. to break the charts. They wrote their own music and recorded their own music and played their own instruments. Did they own their own instruments? They, pro- they probably owned That's their own instruments. That's not even his own hat. <laughs> they might have leased their... Who knows? They might They might have wanted an upgrade here and there. Who knows? It's good business practice to never own your own assets. I, so. know, that, I know that a lot of the black metal musicians from Norway... They went to like a they went to like a music program where they could borrow instruments, and so that's how they did a lot of their music. That could also be why it sounds like garbage, but I love it. So, just to clarify, so they I don't they weren't the first female band to top the charts. They were the first band, the first female all female band to write their own songs and play their own instruments to have topped the Billboard charts. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> And they also may or may not have owned their own instruments. <laughs> um, so the Look, Go-Go's... We what? said, we've established she was a badass. Belinda Carlisle, we can only assume, stole her instruments. We can only assume. <laughs> she <just> Allegedly. <laughs> Please don't sue us, Belinda Carlisle. We love you. So the Go-Go's... <laughs> the Go-Go's had some absolute bops, some absolute slam jammers, such as Head Over Heels, they had Our Lips Are Sealed, or if you follow those funny japes about people who mishear lyrics, Alex the Seal, and they also had We Got The Beat. So, look, we might chuck in a few clips. We also don't want to get sued or, like, a C&D from anyone, but... 
called the shitting. You don't want to get sued. Exactly. But, yeah, like, yes, they're very sort of light, sort of summery, poppy songs. But, yeah, like, American New Wave, like, they were part of the movement. That's really I've cool. I thought a lot of those songs that you mentioned were the B-52s. Because I'm an uncultured swine. And I just thought, well, obviously the guy who sings like this is taking a day off in those songs. Yes. They actually stole the B-52's instruments, recorded the songs. Oh! And then... go. Allegedly. And then they topped the charts. It was amazing. Allegedly. Joking. Don't sue us. (laughs) We're joking. So back to Belinda herself. So already she's got some pretty amazing credentials behind her. But, of course, as a solo artist, she did just as well. Um, So in terms of, and is doing, I believe she's still doing it, or else she's started a stolen instrument syndicate. We don't know. She's only 61, so. Hang on. So 58, 68, 78, 88, 98, 2008, 18. Yeah. I failed maths. And I got that like that. Just another that's, slice of life. That's that, uh, that's that Catholic school maths for you. Catholic? You didn't go to Catholic. No, but you did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We were too busy talking about Jesus to know how to do maths. Yeah, that's that's a fair call. Um, it's but, a form of witchcraft, wasn't it? Mathematics? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're not meant to know basic arithmetic. <laughs> like, that's the devil's numbers. Burn her! <laughs> Sorry. Belinda... Old Belle, BJ, BJ Carlisle. She, yeah. So Heaven is a Place on Earth was released September 18, 1987. And I'm sure you're all vaguely familiar with the song, at least. Uh, we might pause here to play a brief clip. Well, also, I think part of the thing is with this podcast, you have a little bit of homework ahead of you. It's all, everything will be on YouTube. Everything's on Spotify. Like, if you're unsure of the song, listen to it before you listen to the podcast. It's three minutes out of your day. We figure if we're going to suffer through this project, you might as well. You, you will... Not, a lot of the covers... A lot of the originals are good. You'll have to suffer through a lot of covers with us. Oh, yeah. You will have to suffer through it with us, you dirty devil dogs. I just called our non-existent fan base devil dogs. We're off to a great start. Yeah. No, this has gone really well. Um... So, yeah. Did you also mention her punk band that she drummed for? Oh, fuck. Um, I did not. The Germs. Yes. She was the drummer for The Germs. Which, that's sick. Again. Who did she... Whose drums... She stole... She stole Henry Rollins' drums. That's why he had to become a lead singer. Yeah. It, it all she, makes sense. She got into a backyard brawl with Henry Rollins. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. And... That Belinda Carlisle is the only person to ever beat up Henry Rollins. Everyone else, he he is beaten. He just he gives a, them a gentle kiss instead. He's a bad. He's a no, bad he, dude. He's a pacifist. As in like as in like he's awesome. Like he's bad. Uh, bad you with bad, two D's. You bad mother, shut your mouth. Yeah. Like the Shaft song. Who, who's Shaft? John Shaft. No. The, I'm shaking my head. The, you the guys mo- can't. The movie Shaft, Black Exploitation, oh, the song gotcha. sung by Isaac Hayes. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So, Heaven is a Place on Earth, um, or otherwise known as Slice of Heaven. Um, <laughs> it's not. So, what, what did I call it? Heaven is a place or something? Heaven on Earth. Heaven on Earth. <laughs> heaven is also a place. 
So, actually, well, it's factually incorrect. Heaven is not a place on Earth, depending on which... Well, no. Anyway. We're, we're a couple of atheists talking about uh, this. Oh, yeah, so we should like, probably just, full disclosure, we don't believe. I mean, that doesn't need to be said, really. But well, like, no, but I guess we could very well come up with some clangers that offend. So, yeah. just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a rich tapestry. We all have our own belief systems, and that's amazing. Let's listen to the song. Yes. Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. They say. So, Heaven is a Place on Earth, as you might have imagined, given by how popular a song it still is, it charted at number one on the US Billboard Hot 100, it charted at number seven on the US Adult Contemporary Chart. In Australia, it was pipped to the post, it charted at number two. We've yeah, been... we had our priorities in another oh. place. Yeah, we well... We're on the opposite end of the planet. We just live... We do things backwards here. Except we... So we did a little bit of... We tried to find out what it was. where When it came out here... And we can only assume it came out in December of 1987. I can't remember how we got to that. No, neither can I. I thought it was September of 1987 and you came out with December of 1987. Oh, so now you're putting all this... Well, I'm saying that if it's if it's September of 1987, it lost out to Kylie Minogue's Locomotion. Yes. Which, understandably, it's our Kylie. Yeah, that's if it true. Was, if it was December of 1987, it lost to... Are you ready to get Rickrolled? Whoa. Uh, is anyone ever ready to get Rickrolled? I remember the first time I did get Rickrolled and it was, I was like, I was mad. When was the first time you got Rickrolled? Oh, I was trying to watch something. I was trying to watch something on YouTube. I was probably uncultured and was like, let's look at girls in bikinis or something and I got Rickrolled. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds but, like you deserved it. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely I did. I don't know if that's what I, I don't think I ever typed in girls in bikinis on YouTube. I tried looking at something. I tried watching a music video or something and I got Rickrolled and I was just like, what the fuck is this? I was mad. Fair. I can't remember the first time I got Rick, Rick rolled, but I do remember I used to have a like quasi manager at my old job who Rick rolled people, and he thought it was like the height of comedy. Which, I get it. It's that, fun. It is funny. I also, I just also enjoy the song. It, it it's a good song. A bit over overdone, but I enjoy it. Cool. Yeah. The last time I saw him coming over here, he was playing at a pub somewhere in, like, Somerville or somewhere. Which... It's called Chelsea Heights. I, yeah. If you're not in Australia, specifically not in Melbourne, specifically in the... If you're not a pub rock band, yet you're performing at a pub, you have not made it. I feel like we need to give, like, a, a comparable suburb... To our non-Australian... How how could we win? <laughs> We're Australian. We're not... We've not been to America. We've not been to England. What's a comparable street in New Zealand? Street? Yeah. Oh, wait. No, you're not talking about streets. No. No. This Dive is... bar, maybe? I don't know. They've got bars. Like, small bars in other places. Like, pubs in England. Pubs in New Zealand. It's just... It's the freak country America that doesn't have pubs. 
Unless they get like... on the metric system, you jerks. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, that was a fun little detour. I bet our listeners are engaged AF right now. They're loving it. They know that they're wrong. You guys can't get enough of this. They know that they're wrong. It's 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 degrees Celsius, not Fahrenheit. So let's get back on track. We'll talk about the student Rick cover of Heaven as a Place on Earth. So a bit of background about student Rick. Uh, so they were a band for four years. You could say they were four years strong. Uh, uh, out. That, yeah. That's a that's a pop punk joke. Our cat has turned his back on you, but it was already turned on you. So yes. So they were a band from 1998 to 2002. R.I.P. They were on Victory Records and also Vandalus Records at some point, which doesn't mean anything to me. To well, be Victory honest. Records. Victory, means, yeah. Yeah, Victory Records probably had 90% of these bands. The oh, hell yeah. Had. Yeah. So, look, neither of us have any fond memories of this band. No, I only discovered this band... Well, I only learned of this band's existence, really, when we started this project. Yeah. But funnily enough, they are probably best known for one of their key singles falling for you which we both realized today as we were doing our quick recap of everything before we started we both knew the song obviously didn't tie it back to student rick but for me for instance this song according to wikipedia is a victim of misattribution and has often been credited on file sharing sites to bands like simple plan something corporate and taking back sunday as soon as i played the video music video for it i was like oh god like i know this like that immediate like it all made sense i can't i can't even remember which band i thought it was by though but it was definitely not student rick i remember it being one of those things where me or a friend probably downloaded off limewire and like what the hell is this this isn't insert band here so in a more famous case of this happening it was on i believe napster um harry chapman's cats in the cradle Someone renamed it, or someone re-gave it a new artist and said that it was actually Cat Stevens. Yes. So for, for a lot of people, I myself thought that Cat Stevens sung Cats in the Cradle. Cat Stevens was also one of my favourite musicians growing up. Oh, really? I'm just a Jill of all. I've lo- I, that's something I've just learned about you. Yeah. Nearly yeah. eight years of, you know, being together and I've just learned that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, like this is basically a relationship podcast with a bit of punk talking, ghost talking, commentary talking thrown a little in. Bit about punk it's ghost. great. So anyway, you you knew the song because you thought it was someone else. Yes. I knew the song because it was on the PS2 Classic. You know, you talk about PS2 Classic, PlayStation 2 Classic games. You have your Grand Theft Auto 3, your Grand Theft Auto Vice City, your Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, you have Final Fantasy X, you have all the Burnout games, and you also have aggressive inline skating. That was up there. That That is up there as one of the top 10 recognizable games. Aggressive inline skating. And this game, I had the demo of. And I played it a lot, and the song featured on aggressive inline skating. Sick. I played the demo a lot because I was in between Tony Hawk games. Yes. Because I was a shitty teenager. Otherwise known as Tony Hawk. I was... That's the only game I... I challenge you. I challenge you to Tony Hawk. It's the only game I could... I was perfect at. 
I promise you he's well aware that it's actually Tony Hawk, but it's just a remainder uh, of... Pretty sure there's two ends. Pretty sure there's two ends. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Tony, if you're listening, which I know you're not, but Tony... We should get Tony on the pod. Oh, Ton. The Ton man. I reckon he'd do it. Have you seen all those Twitter things where, like... He is He is a dude. He is apparently the sweetest man. Well, apparently, it's, like... It's like Steve Irwin, Bob Ross... This is like the internet sweet dudes. Mr. Rogers. Keanu Reeves is above all of them. Yeah. And then Tony. Yeah. But like, getting back to what I was trying to say before, the apparently, like, on Twitter, he, the, he shares so many anecdotes of people being like, oh shit, you're Tony Hawk. But there's sort of like this element of like, why are you... He, like, why are you here? Why are you... Because like, he's, he's, he's just a dude. It's Yeah, it's very funny. Let's see if we can get my brother on first. Because we need to see if we can get people on this thing. Well, yeah. And look, this is an open call out. If you guys have a... <laughs> Sam is shaking his head. Alright, we'll delete this bit. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not fair. Um... Just another hilarious slice of life. You are not welcome. Yes, you are. We love you. Welcome, my child. Um, so, yeah, Tony Hawk, aggressive inline. Have you actually ever done any aggressive inline IRL? You, I, you have. I have. You have. But have you? You have. No. Ah, uh, yes. I, um, we had the rollerblading rink at, in our little, one of our little crappy towns. That's our, awesome. Um. I never actually... Kids used to go there on Friday night. I never used to because I was at home. Yeah. Playing, playing t- Aggressive Inline and play, Tony Hawk. Playing Aggressive Inline and Tony Hawk. <laughs> eating a whole bag of Starburst. Oh, yuck. A whole two litre of, a whole two litre of vanilla Coke. And uh, just like my dinner would either be a... It would either be a... Micro, not a microwave, an oven pizza or a pack of hash browns or both. Oh, my God. I was a teenager. I had a metabolism back yeah, then. Yeah, those were the days. <laughs> it left. But, no, we we, <laughs> we, we actually went to the, the roller skating ring at one point. Rink. For, rink for yep. high school. Um, I don't know. It looks, it's shaped like a bent ring. Uh, yep, the roller I, ring. I was sad that the girl that I liked was skating with someone else and Aww. they were playing... They were playing Good Charlotte's The Anthem. And, <laughs> and I'm getting deep into this. Like, And if anyone from that I used to go to high school with listens to this, they're going to be like, oh yeah, he was a loser. Oh no. Um, and the Good Charlotte's The Anthem was playing and one of my friends from high school was like, well, at least they're playing music that you like. I was like, I don't like Good Charlotte. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture this as like your classic teen movie set up. You're like staring forlornly. At your dream girl with this total, like, blonde, tan, like, tall surfer dude. Like, you... Yeah, you staring, like, oh, man, like, if only that were me. But in the background, it's like, yeah! Yo! (laughs) (laughs) Do wanna be you! Do wanna be just like you! (laughs) That... The, like this if you cry this, every time. This thing might be a bit of therapy for me. Yeah. I think we're both going to come out much better for having done it. So anyway. Yes. So, so that's 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 a song that we actually 
wish we were talking about. Yeah, it was a very good song. It was a good song. Not not the anthem. Well, yes, but also (laughs) falling for you. Which it is, it is good. It's, it's actually a, it's actually a decent song. It's we listened to it and went, oh wow, they sound like they actually give a shit and are having fun with it and are having fun with it. Not like the song that we're actually talking about today. Their cover of Heaven Is a Place on Earth. So I guess why don't we start with our thoughts on the original? Like, what do you think of Belinda's OG? Heaven is a place on earth. I think I told you a couple of weeks ago when we were initially going to do this a couple of weeks ago. Because we're also like serial procrastinators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I said that I didn't love it, but at the same time, I listened to it more and more because I just was trying to, you know, get the feel for all of it. And it's like I would turn it off and it was in my head and I would be humming, I would be humming the, the, the verse and the chorus I would be sort of singing it to myself and the more that I listened to it the more that I kind of unpacked it and the bass in that song the, the whoever was on the bass guitar they they were ripping it up on the bass shredding you, they were shredding they were that slapping bass. The bass they were slapping the bass if you listen to it it's got a wicked bass line to it yeah and it's I, I looked up some guitar tabs for the song and it looks like they're using power chords and palm muting. So could you say that maybe Belinda Carlisle was the proto-pop punker? Well, because that's all pop punk is, is palm muting and power chords. Well, yeah. Given that she was drumming for the germs and then, like, basically spearheaded New Wave in America with her girl power or girl group. Yeah. Like, and stealing instruments and, like... Allegedly. Allegedly. Like... Yeah, this song rips. I love it. Yeah, I I I I came around to it. I, I it's not that I didn't like the song to begin with. I just kind of, I just sort of thought like that. I just you know, there could be something better. But I came around to it and was like, actually no, I actually I really enjoy this song. For yeah. someone who listens to bleak music, I enjoy this song. Yeah, but I want to know something. So yes. she's got some pretty so some of the lyrics. One of the lyrics that gets me is they say in heaven, love comes first. Yes. How do you know this, Belinda? Who have you spoken to that's actually but been to no, heaven? But no, she... What, or is heaven some an actual place like heaven, Missouri? No, she hedges it. She says they say in heaven, love comes first. But who, who is they? Well, it's the same as when you say like, oh, they say that the Go-Go's stole their instruments when they were starting. Yeah, but that could actually be a rumor. Allegedly. A rumor started from someone. And again, rumours, not Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, but, like, this is the same thing. She's, like... I don't know. Word not, on I'm, the look, street is... Look, love I'm, not, I'm not trying to, to yuck on anyone's faith. I'm not. I just think it's funny. Like, who, who has actually said that? Oh. Has God got a man on the street? Like, hey, tell people that love comes first here. But what would... And what then else? we'll get them in our timeshare. But what else would come first? Well, you know... Without going to Edgelord. Yeah, no. (laughs) You're welcome, listeners. I just spared you a good two to three minutes of... I wasn't really going to go there too badly. Too badly. Too badly. Uh, So, people might might recognise this song from the likes of Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, which is such a good movie. Also, it was somewhat... 
It definitely had a spike in popularity when it appeared on the Black Mirror episode San Junipero, which, in amongst just the bleakest... One of only two Black Mirror episodes that I've watched. Yeah. I... For me, Black Mirror, I have to already be in a really depressed state of mind to be able to do it, because it's like, well, what could possibly be any worse like i might as well just continue to wallow in this i know that like things kind of already look bleak so why do i want to continue watching why do i want to continue putting myself in something that's bleak when i could just watch i don't know star trek star trek deep space nine yeah i think that's how i feel about true crime like i and like all your i can't i don't get it anyway so, yeah, it had a spike in popularity from that because it's a lovely song to accompany a surprisingly optimistic and heartwarming episode among the technology is bad diatribe of Black Mirror. As for the Student Rick version, what do you reckon? I think because the same year that they recorded this or that this album, the compilation album came out, they broke up. I think they were on their way out the door. And maybe Fearless Records came along and said, hey guys, you still have one more obligation. And it kind of sounds like they really couldn't give a fuck. But they weren't on Fearless Records. No, but maybe they signed? I don't know. Um, I don't... Well, yeah, I guess like, hello, we are going to give you money to contribute yeah, to right. a compilation. So yeah, so like maybe Fearless Records came along and said, we're doing this compilation. We like your other song that was on aggressive inline skating. <laughs> um, that was a dope. That was a dope game, and I could, and the song was pretty cool as well. I can't believe it was you guys. I actually thought it was Simple Plan. Yeah, my bad. Sorry, guys. You're not taking back Sunday. Yeah, and maybe Mr. Fearless himself. Said, yeah, Here's, Jim Fearless, look, the founder. This is only pop punk, so like, and you're not newfound glory. So we'll give you two hundred dollars each on your way out. Um, can you do this song? And it really does sound like they don't care. Even like the moment that it starts, he doesn't sound like he's he cares. Even just that first ooh, like it's just like ooh, ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. You're saying heaven, the love comes first. We'll make heaven a place on earth. Yeah, like Belinda, like ooh. Yeah, I, like whereas, I can't sing, so I'm like you know. Neither can I. Whereas, I could pop punk sing. Yeah, but like this isn't even pop punk singing. This is just like ew, bit like yeah. it's bad. It just sounds like it just it's really blase. It's the it's the non-committal version of a cover song. It's it, yeah. It just it it smacks of I don't care. Let's just keep. Let's just do one take. One take. Let's just do it with a Clint Eastwood of 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 bands. We'll just do one take. Because apparently he only does, like, one take in his movies. Oh. I think it's Clint Eastwood. I've, um, I think it's, yeah, it's just such a shame because it's such an iconic, sunny, positive, lovely song. Like, just to swing back into the relationship element of this, like, it's on our list of potential wedding bangers, which I'm quietly pulling together on Spotify. Oh, so, heads up on that one. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, like... Mumbo number five on that one? Oh, yeah, like five times. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, like, it's, yeah, it's such a shame because it's such a an amazing song and then they just come in and basically half ass it. I will give it this, though. 
Because I was listening to this before I listened to the original again. Right. And it was kind of this that put it, the song in my head. Yeah. I was listening to it and it was still kind of enough. It's got that distorted guitar. It's got that palm muting. It's got the heavy drums that I was kind of like, yeah, like it's not great. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, they're bored. Mm. But at the same time, I was like, it's, all the formula is there. The song's there. Like, I'm listening to it and I'm humming along. Like, I'm... Yeah. You know, the song finishes and, you know, I'm whistling it. I can't help but wonder if that's because it's just that classic thing of, like, you hear a cover, you go, oh, it's that song. Yeah. And then you have like, the I, original as your frame of reference. Like, I'm humming it and whistling to it and it was most likely I was whistling the original or whatever. Which... I guess you were, because it was just, the same um, melody, same... Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, still, like, not to completely shit on Student Rick, but still, like, lift your game, guys. Like, I think for me... This student has been expelled. Yeah, like, more like dropout Rick, am I right? <laughs> I went to school with a Rick and he dropped out, but apparently he now has his own successful business, so... Ah, let's get Rick on the pod. No, I'm fine. Okay. So, I think the thing that irks me the most about this song is there isn't that iconic key change at the no. end. Which, no. Which, like, so We why... will get into a key change in a while. Which is not from Student Rick, unfortunately. No. But, it, yeah, it's... It's a wasted opportunity. That's the way I see it. Like, it's fine. It's fine if, like, you were ever waiting for a band to come on and for some reason the dude who does the PA has this playing over the PA and you go, oh, that's funny. Or this is the this is the opening act to the band you want to actually see. Yeah. Like, this is the opening act going like, oh, hey, and here's a fun little yeah. ditty for you guys. To end, to end our 10-minute set, Yeah, um, we are going to, you know, we'll do a cover song, a song that you all know, a song that you could clap to because there's that bit where you can clap to, but I don't even yeah. think they... I can't even remember if they add that in there. I think they do in the sense of there's the guitar and the kick drum, but yeah. it's not very pronounced. No. Like... Because even Belinda's version has... Oh, the better, amazing. Like, you can, you know... That's not like... That's not like a little golf clap. That's the full, like, T-pose, bring your arms up kind of clap, you know. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... That's great. So, when's, yeah. When's she coming over here next? I know. We should go. We should get her on the. Have we said that we should get her on the pod? No, but we should. Her no, because and... she'd steal our stuff allegedly. Allegedly. So moving on to other covers, we sort of figure. Full disclosure: I am in love with the podcast Blink One Fifty Five. Part of what they do is they just troll the internet for covers upon covers upon covers of. Blink 182 songs, which they review one each week. Um, rather than us running the gamut of available covers of this song, we just thought we'd pick out a couple that we like, or a couple of notable ones that are worth mentioning in case you're so inclined to go listen to them, or just more like, can you believe that this band covered this? I hate to break it. Yeah. She already came this year. Oh, for fuck's sake. When? We missed her. Uh, from She did a lot of dates. From, oh, the 19th of, oh. from the 19th of February to the 11th of March. Fuck, we she... could have seen her at the Palais. Hang on, new show added, 26th of October. <laughs> yes! Oh, that was 2018, not 2019. Wait. No. Oh. Yeah. Wait. Belinda Carlisle, oh, 2019. Oh, yeah. 
she was playing in Bendigo, so she probably was doing a pub show. That's amazing. So, I want to check if that October one is actually happening this year, or if it was done 26th of October 2018, ahead of the actual tour. I don't know why they would talk about last year's tour when the last year's show. But anyway. Yeah. So, we're talking about other covers. Yes. I just want to state, and I assume that a lot of you do as well, that's why you're listening to this, I kind of love cover songs. Oh, hell yeah. I love when a, when a band goes, oh yeah, we, we did this, you know... I don't love the guy, but Marilyn Manson has done a crap load of covers. Speaking of Marilyn Manson. You want to get him on the pod? Maybe. But they say, to quote Belinda Carlisle, they say that Marilyn Manson... Is that an exclusive Belinda Carlisle quote? They say? Yes, it is. It's trademarked. But she stole it from someone, allegedly. Allegedly. But they say that he removed his two bottom ribs. And? They do say that. Or well, they did say that in 1996. Yes. Yes. Do you know why? Yes. So he could do crunches better. Oh! That's, that's, that's why he's so ripped now. That's some clean jokes for you. Yeah. Um, how did we get on to Marilyn Manson? Because I mentioned covers and because he does... Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Does, he covers a lot. Like, he, he has done a lot of cover songs. He did Personal Jesus, didn't he? He that did was Personal awesome. Jesus. He yeah. did Tainted Love. He That's right. did um, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. He did um, You're So Vain. Did he? Yep, he did a cover oh, of sick. You're So Vain. That's cool. He did something else. He's done a lot. Like him, I know Children of Bottom do a lot of the <laughs> Finnish metal band do a lot of covers. I they... thought you said Children of Bottom. <laughs> no, Children of Bottom. Bodom. 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 Um... A band that we may cover exclusively, Newfound Glory. Yes. They also do a crap They've done load. some very good covers, yeah. Cover songs. Yeah. But anyway, just stating, like, I love cover songs. So that's why we're not just going to talk about the one cover song. We will talk about multiple cover songs. Yes. So we've narrowed it down to about four. So in line with the whole pop punk dealie, you're probably better equipped to talk about Alistair's cover that they did in 2006. So I discovered this pretty happily because I actually liked Alistair in high school. Never heard I of had him. an Alistair I had an Alistair album. If that came out in two thousand and six then I wouldn't have had this album. Um but I definitely I can't tell you a single song that they did, but I I had an Alistair album. I performed an Alistair song with, with the pop punk band that what I What was the name of your band? We didn't have a name. We were just well, you know. I suppose if it was just more like it was a high school, yeah. It was a high school band that we... Three of us liked the music. Our drummer, God bless him, he put up with so much. What did he like? He, like I think he liked... He liked... He was 12 to 13, like the rest of us. He liked, I'm pretty sure, like Linkin Park. But he was also... He also doubled as the swing band drummer. Aww. So I think he liked a bit of like swing and jazz and that sort of thing. Good on him. You know, you know, he put up with so much from us. <laughs> just wanting to like just wanting to do punk jumps and and play crap music. Yeah. And and he he took it in stride. He was like, yeah right, I can do a simple beat to that. And, nice. And you know, bless him. Bless. bless. Bless drummers, man. Bless him. 
Unless they're Probo, but that's another. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty stock standard. Um, so yeah, Alistair, I, I like this cover better because it's... They're putting more into it. Yeah, they actually bother to like really amp up those harmonies, the harms. Um, they do the key change, but they sort of bait and switch, which is really cool. Yeah, the key change isn't higher, the key change is lower. But it works really well. But I would have liked it if they'd maybe gone from that to there, because... I think it's he can't go any higher than oh, what yeah. he's at, so he goes lower. I would have liked it if he done it the lower, but then also went back to where he was. Gotcha. Yeah. I just think you know he already changes it enough that in the end he prolongs the um the place on Earth. Yeah. At the very end, like it's place on Earth. Yeah. Again, I can't sing. That's the, like yeah, they switch it up enough that that could have worked. But as it stands, it's a clever... He is more whiny than Student Rick's singer. But he's putting more into it. Yeah. Like, he's whiny, but it's like your pop-punk... Like, pop-punk singers whine. It's great. Like, it's not, but it's great. And, yeah, they... Like, he's putting... He's giving it some oomph. He's yeah, giving and it a it, bit of emotion. And it does have that... It has more of an oomph. Like, the drums are heavier. Yeah. The, the guitars sound chuggier, meatier. Yeah. And just at, your iconic sort of pop punk cover. Like, I don't care that he's whinier. It, it sounds better. It just like he, he, they care. They, it sounds like they care. And I don't want to slam on Student Rick. We talked about their other song, which I've already forgotten. Falling for you. Falling for you. That I song's great. Plan. That song's great. Yeah, by Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. Um, it's by, a it's a good song. By Taking Back Plan. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a good song, and it's a song. It it's. Obviously, at a time that they gave a shit about the music that, yeah. they, were, that they were playing. Yeah. Um, they probably were pretty jaded by it by the end of it, obviously. Yeah. It only lasted four years. So they were basically they were basically out of it by the time we sort of came... Like, cause these bands came along in the late 90s, but they were out of it before, like, the height of pop punk. Yeah. As well. Yeah. You know, the mid... The early to mid-2000s. This is true. From 2003 to 2005, and then Emo took over. Oh, what a time. God, I miss it. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Moon pay. Uh And then MXPX. I do not know anything about MXPX except for the fact that they are referenced a lot on Blink-155, so shouts to Blink-155 and the Nation. They also did a cover of this song in 2009, and apparently... So it's on an album called On The Cover 2, which I suspect means that they probably have a first on the cover. Some more cover songs. Yeah, sick. More, oh God, more episodes to talk about. Oh, well, we don't have to. They don't fall under this category. I guess if we're just no, gluttons for punishment, but like exclusive then, episodes. Yeah, then, true. You know. but, so yeah, and that one again, I like it. It's got. But see what they do. Vigor. What they probably do the best mm. is they have the same. It's like good drums, good guitar. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't really mention bass because it was known to not really. You don't really. The bass was. I was. I played bass as well at this time, and it was kind of known that you didn't really include the bass. Yeah, the bass is there, but unless you're Pete Wentz, no one knows who you are as a bassist. But even in Fallout Boy, like how pronounced was the bass? Not very. Not very. It's just that he was very good looking. 
Yes. Yes. And then Patrick took off his fedodo, trimmed his, trimmed his mutton chops and went, oh, I can be good looking too. Well, he was always good looking. He took off his fedora, yeah, trimmed, look, his, look, trimmed his mutton chops and said, I can now also be good looking Losing too. Losing the fedora was a good move, but I've always been a Patrick. Oh, no, that's a lie. But that's you, a... you have also interviewed Patrick, so. I have. That, oh, my God, he's so nice. But yeah, that's a that's an episode for another time. That is. So, but, so sorry, I was I was bringing up the point that what they do is they have the same kind of sounding, like, you know, all the right stuff there, instrument-wise, but they also get a female singer yes. to perform the vocals, which I think is a very clever move. I think it's very smart, and it, and it kind of comes out sounding the best. Yeah, so they got Emily Whitehurst, who is otherwise known by her performing name, Agent M., and she played for the band Tsunami Bomb and also the action design. Um, I am embarrassed to say I don't know anything about any of those. But yeah, the fact that they put a woman in the front seat for a song that's by a woman. Like, yeah. it's I, it's just a nice little nod to the original, I guess. I can't really remember how the MXPX singer sounds. Whether I don't know if he has a whine to his voice or not. No, it's just... It's that kind of sort of gruff kind of... Like rancid style? No. No? To me, he sort of hear him. I, again, I'm probably going to get crapped on for this, if anyone even bothers to listen to this thing. Here's the thing. Like, we're going to be discovering a lot about a lot of bands that, like, we couldn't... We came around in a time where, yeah, you we downloaded a lot of music, but we also, we didn't have full-time jobs. We couldn't afford to buy everything, so we could only listen to select bands and like the popular bands in my high school was newfound glory was simple plan was taking back sunday and we're going to be discovering a lot about other bands oh look and then let's be real like there's only so many bands you can bother giving a shit about as well like true i knew that these guys existed but i just had no interest yeah but my understanding of uh i think it's mike herrera like to me he sounds a little bit like the guy from Jawbreaker, I forget his name, which is really embarrassing because he's a legend, but a bit more smooth and upper range. Like, just very sort of smooth vocals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good song. Check it out. It is. It's probably the best out of the pop punky. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, and I, I can't stress enough how much of a good move that was getting a female vocalist. Yeah. To perform a song sung by a female it's, vocalist. So, And I imagine this is something that's going to come up a bit over this series, is pop punk, emo, all of that, got, like, it was very male-dominated. Again, there's already been so many amazing books and articles and essays and literature and whatever else about the issue, but it was such a male-dominated scene. It still is. So any opportunity where, I guess, these bands can give credit where it's due to women and non-binary, like, any, like... I think the one that stands out the most for me um, of the time was The Distillers. Oh, God, yeah. And... And it was, but it was also a case of, I think for a long time we thought Brody Dale was a, a boy, because Brody Dale has kind of a, a masculine voice, and then it was, and then it kind of came out as, oh no, that's a girl, 
what? That's yeah, it was that sort of the musical equivalent of how women who tend to take on more masculine behaviours and personality traits in the workplace tend to get sort of favoured and promoted above women who don't. Like, just that sort of women who are more aggressive about things tend to get rewarded for it. Blah, blah, you, Yeah, anyway. we and, could... I mean, the Distillers weren't a pop-punk band. They were more in line with your rants. And, yeah, you know. they were good, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, basically... Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to carry on about this in a lot more, hopefully, nuanced detail. I mean, there was also another, The Donners. Did you ever hear The Donners? I did. Yeah. They were all right. They were okay. Yeah. Did they provide the music for Josie and the Pussycats? I can't remember. No, uh, I can't remember Does it really matter? Um, but yeah, any opportunity to not gender swap music... If you're a dude singing a song that was about a girl, there is no shame in singing it from a girl's perspective with the gendered language. And we're maintained. not saying, and we're also not saying that you can't cover a song like as a male, you can't cover a song done by a female. No, we're not. We're, no. not we're absolutely not. We're not gatekeeping that kind of shit. But it's just it's refreshing. Yeah, in a scene that's already so broy and so male dominated, like it's neat having these little. These moments where it's like, you know what? No, we are going to put a woman front and centre for this. Yeah. So, and yeah, it's, again, I'm being very narrow about this at the moment. I'm, I'd like to think that our commentary on it will become a bit more nuanced and a bit more inclusive. And Yeah, this is, this is episode one, so but we're going to get a little bit better at it. I hope. Um, finally, so shifting gears a bit... The Chipmunks, Alvin and the Chipmunks, or specifically the Chipmunks and the Chipettes. So again, female, bringing females to the front. Love it, love it. Yep, yep. In 1988, they did a version of Heaven is a Place on Earth. So, look, we'll chuck in a brief clip, but I think you can guess what it sounds like. Following on from the Chipmunks and the Chipettes in the 80s, my favourite cover of this song, I fucking love this, it is by a username Chipmunks on 16 Speed. You can find them on YouTube, you can find them on SoundCloud, pretty sure they're on Bandcamp. Uh, so it's a project that was founded by Brian Borchert from Holy Fuck, the band. Um, and we're sorry if we're butchering your name, Bri Dog. Sorry, Bri. We should... Big Bri. I was going to say we should get him on the pod, but like I don't know anything about him. So just keep doing... Being your bad self. So yeah, it's exactly what the name says. Brian gets the chipmunks audio, slows it right the fuck down, and it turns into this really cool, like, sludge pop kind oh, it's, of... Oh, it's like a doom metal song. It's it's great. It's so slow. It's just heavy. It makes it really heavy. And yeah. Just deep and kind of terrifying. It's haunting. It's amazing. I listened to it. I looked over and my neighbour was in their living room looking at me. And it just <laughs> frightened the fuck out of me. And didn't you show it to your mum as well? I showed he does a cover of Call Me by Yeah, Blondie. oh, so good. And I showed I showed her that and she compared it to Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I don't think she's listened to Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, but that's fine. Yeah. She thinks she's cool. They say in heaven, love calls. 
very cool. I love you, Mum. I love you too. And I love you too, Sam's mum, Marilyn. I said Shout I'll... out to Matt. We should get Marilyn on the pod. If they if they cover some CCR. Yeah, a bit of Credence. Yeah. Yeah. That'd... She'll come on. God, who would cover Credence well? Foo Fighters covered Credence, but they didn't but they're not on one of these albums. No, so. but like pop punk. Hmm. Maybe yeah. like Pennywise. They're not pop punk, but Yeah, I don't anyway. know. But yeah, check it out. It's amazing. So again, the username Chipmunks on sixteen speed. The album itself is called Sludgefest. So that gives you a taste of what you're getting into. Uh released in twenty fifteen, I think, thereabouts. But yeah, you can find it on YouTube, you can find it on SoundCloud, pretty sure you can find it on Bandcamp. It's incredible. It's an entire hour long album. It's great. It's, um, yeah, again, it's on YouTube, so give it a listen. Yeah. So I think that pretty much covers it. That's about as much as... Oh, covers. Uh, the, de- the word of the day. Uh, the day of the word, as I was about to say. We need that peewee, Herman. Ah! <laughs> yeah. We can just get a whole bunch of annoying, annoying sounds. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's all we've prepared. For this one. That's about all she'll do. Yeah. As they say in our area, don't look it up though. Just believe us. Yeah. Um, so, Sam, final Emma. thoughts. I figure given that we're Aussie, we should classify each Punk Goes cover as either Hell Yeah or Yeah Nah. So, what do you reckon? Well, shouldn't it be Nah Yeah? But then that means Yes. Yeah, and yeah, nah means no. But it's also punk. Hell yeah. Okay. I, I guess we could do nah yeah and yeah nah. I, I, I want more of it. I want more right. enthusiasm. So hell yeah or yeah nah? Uh, yeah nah. Yeah, yeah nah. Sorry, sorry, Rick. If it were the sludge fest one, hell yeah. Like double. Even if it was, even if it was Alistair, I'd give it a. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah nah, uh, hell yeah. Yeah, but this, nah, this one's just not doing it. So, no. fingers crossed we will have more hell yes than yeah nahs, but I, I've i got to admit my expectations are pretty low. I mean, we're covering one of your girls next week. We are. So Look next, out for next week's song. Which is You Belong With Me by, you might know her, she's like this sort of indie, like, country pop artist called Taylor Swift. If only. <laughs> uh, my girl, Taylor, I love... I am so excited that TS7 is on the way. I All right, let's stop this before it becomes a Taylor Swift podcast. Why not? Because it's not a Taylor Swift podcast. <sighs> You're listening to Swiftcast. The... I actually think that might be a Taylor Swift podcast. I don't know. But any, I love her. I love her work. We'll get our friend Richard to do it with you. Yeah, that would be so good. So, yeah, um, we hope you'll tune in next week. Thank you so much for bearing with us as we pull our notes together and check mic levels. Hopefully you've enjoyed the show. Hopefully you've learned a bit. Hopefully you find us enjoyable, pleasant, just rascals, two two little up-and-comers. (laughs) <laughs> on the podcast scene you'll see that us on us, up and comers you'll see us on gimlet no in no time i'm sure tick tick tock is that a thing yeah yeah i was talking about podcast networks but tick tock is also a we could do six second podcasts 
I, I'd be a lot less prep, I guess. Yeah. But absolutely. Uh, until we actually have a proper social media presence, we won't tell you to like or subscribe or give us a review or anything like that because we don't... Email us. Yeah. Punkgoespod, one word, at gmail.com. Yes. We have an email. Punkgoespod, P-U-N-K-G-O-E-S-P-O-D, at gmail.com. Remember P-O-D? Yeah. Yeah. I had that album. Oh, fuck. That's amazing. I actually had that album. That's so good. I, I feel so alive. For the very first time, I'm signing out. My name's Sam. And I'm Emma. Thank you for listening to Punk Goes Pod.